It's Thursday, February 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, every day we get a little a uh, little bit closer to the start of games, the start of uh, starting to figure out what this team is going to look like. Yesterday, we, we talked to a bunch of different guys. Uh, we, we talked to Jose Ramirez. We got a chance to talk to uh, Cam Hill, Nolan Jones, Andres Jimenez. Even uh, Chris Antonetti uh, stopped by and, and, and got on Zoom and, and talked to us for a little bit. I uh, found it interesting to get Antonetti's side of the whole, uh, you know, have you offered a contract to Shane Bieber talk. Uh, what, what, was your, what was your takeaway from Chris Antonetti's approach to uh, the, the whole, are they going to extend Shane Bieber contract? I thought it was really interesting, Joe, that, uh, you know, that, when you look at the Indians' financial commitments past this season, they've got uh, a $2 million buyout for Jose Ramirez if they don't pick up his option for 2022, and that's it. And I think that really plays into, uh, you know, kind of positive vibes for maybe them being able to extend Bieber. He, and, you know, Antonetti even said as they go forward this year, you know, you, you – uh, you can look for, you know, the guarantees to uh, maybe increase the guaranteed parts of contracts, not just to Beaver, but the impression I got was several other players, right. you know, extending in the 2022-2023. But this is, you know, the low payroll this year, which will probably, I would think, will be about $50 million. And, uh, you know, with, without any uh, long-term commitments, that really opens things up. I mean, Beaver, Zach Plesak. Uh, Aaron Savali, uh, you know, guys like that, would they extend those guys? Would, would Karen Chak take uh, an extension? You know, there's a bunch of young guys on this club that, you know, are kind of prime targets for, uh, for the Indians to, uh, you know, kind of whisper in their ear and see if they'll, if they'll take a multi-year deal. And with that, you've got uh, options, like you said, for Jose Ramirez, an option for Roberto Perez, if he can, you know, I'll tell you what, Roberto Perez did himself a huge favor in this offseason by coming into camp as a veteran, uh, you know, after losing 25 pounds and looking like he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, that That's a motivating factor for a team to want to pick up, uh, you know, the next option on his contract, which I, I believe is, yeah, a $7 million option for Roberto Perez in 2022. So, you know, coming into camp the way that he did, uh, the if, if he's able to have any sort of a decent season, that, that makes it a lot uh, harder of a decision on that $7 million uh, for next season. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, they, the way uh, Antonetti was talking about Perez and, uh, you know, that, you know, this, they rely on him so much behind the plate to handle this, uh, this pitching staff, which, you know, is kind of uh, the Indians brand right now uh, that, uh, you know, I would not be surprised if they, if, if Perez, you know, can stay healthy and, and, you know, for 162 games or whatever, 120 games, 125 games, whatever he catches, you know, I would think that would be a no brainer to pick up that option because at $7 million, he's a, he's a steal. Right. And uh, another year of Roberto Perez in 2022 would get you a year closer to uh, maybe a bow nailer uh, down the line, uh, even though he might be a couple of seasons away before uh, he's ready to come up to the big leagues. Uh, Antonetti did say, like uh, you alluded to it, but he said, uh, you know, it, it could open up the ability to go out and, and extend some of these guys like Bieber and Plesak and, and Savali and maybe Karinczak. He said the, the time frame might be in the next six to 12 months 
So he's talking, you know, the end of this season, start looking at, uh, you know, start looking for some of these contracts to be, uh, you know, be maybe, maybe even uh, sign them. Yeah, this is, uh, I've seen them do this before, Joe. You know, they get all the attention on one guy. So, you know, you'll spend, we'll spend the spring talking about Bieber, Bieber, Bieber. You know, are they going to extend him? And then all of a sudden they throw you a curveball and uh, come in the back door and they've extended two other guys that you weren't expecting. And this might be, you know, the way they operate this spring. This is, it's something for us to, uh, you know, look out for and uh, to follow because I've seen them do it, you know, in many times, not many times, but a couple times before, you know, I, I remember, you know, all of a sudden Jan Gomes is extended, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden, you know, so it's, it's, it's an interesting process and I'm sure that, uh, you know, Bieber isn't the only guy they're talking to or will well, talk to. Well, uh, one guy who, uh, you know, they, they talked to in the past, they signed him to a, a great team friendly contract that, uh, that just keeps getting better. The, the, the gift of Jose Ramirez's contract just keeps getting better every year that, that he goes out and performs. Uh, this year, Jose Ramirez now, uh, you know, gets out on the practice field, looks around and looks around for somebody to lead the drills. And all of a sudden it's him. Uh, Terry Francona said that they, they stepped out onto the, uh, the practice field for a base running drill. And Tito noticed that Jose was at the front of the line, leading the group, leading the younger players. Uh, and, and even a, a young shortstop like an Andres Jimenez, who, uh, who tried to steal one of Jose's bats, uh, I think, uh, He's he's trying to get the bat with all the hits in it, uh, and and Andres Jimenez uh, did that. Uh, Jose says he's fine with the younger kids asking him, you know, hey, where do I go? What do I do? Uh, how do I act as a as a big leaguer? Uh, he's been there. Jose, this is going to be his ninth season. Yeah, that's that. unbelievable in the organization, right? Is that ninth? Twenty thirteen was when he first came yeah, up. Right. I mean, he wasn't a full season in twenty thirteen, but golly. Nine years of Jose Ramirez. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah, you're, you're fortunate. And, you know, sometimes uh, the moment finds the man and sometimes the man finds the moment. And uh, I think, you know, uh, Jose looked around and, and saw that he was the last man standing. You know, uh, uh, Carlos Santana's gone, Lindor's gone, Clevenger's gone, Bieber's gone. I mean, not, uh, uh, Kluber's gone, uh, Bauer's gone. And, you know, so... Uh, all of a sudden, he's he's kind of the veteran. I mean, him and Perez, and uh, you know, you either you know, what do they say? Lead, follow, or get out of the way. So I guess he's uh, leading, right? Uh, and and like you said, Perez is also that guy with that you know the sort of veteran presence. But he's over with the pitchers. He's yeah. he's not he's not running bases with the uh, with the position players. And and there are you know the way that the position players are grouped right now with these pods and with this. Uh, this different uh, protocols because of the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, he's, he's mostly working out with starting infielders and, and Eddie Rosario, I think. Uh, but those are the guys in that group, him along with uh, Ahmed Rosario and uh, uh, Jimenez is in that group. Cesar Hernandez is in that group. Uh, that group, that little pod that he works out with is, is really, you know, looking like those are going to be your starting position players who are, are going to be daily players. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because, you know, that, that's a good point, Joe, because when, uh, when, when we, we asked him about, uh, you know, with Lindor gone, he goes, you know, you've spent so much time, um, uh, you know, 
playing with one guy. He said, you, 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 you get used to looking to your, over your left shoulder and seeing Lindor there. And now he doesn't know who's going to be there, but uh, you know, so I think that group, they're working together to get some familiarity, you know, Ahmad Rosario, Jimenez, Chang, whoever ends up there at shortstop, if it's not going to be like a bolt out of the blue, they, they, have, they have spent the spring working together. With Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indian subtext. Our subscriber-based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to, you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. Bill and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or text Hoinsey or Joe at 216-208-4346. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian subtext. And you asked Jose about, uh, you know, the trade rumors that popped up in the off season, because, Hey, you look to your, you look to your left and they've traded Francisco Lindor. Do you think you're next? Uh, he, he pretty much brushed those aside. Yeah. I don't think too much bothers Jose. Do you, I mean, he, he goes, he goes rumors are rumors, you know, that's, and I, you know, Chris Antonetti sometimes has to call guys, you know, during the off season, when the rumor mill starts uh, churning to talk them off the ledge, I don't think you have to make that call to Jose. Jose is busy having a good time. Right. Somewhere in the Dominican, he's on the beach, he's swimming, he's surfing or something. I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, um, uh, <laughs> Antonetti is wasting too many phone calls uh, to calm uh, Jose down. Right. Yeah. You know, Tito's, comment about Jose was was rather telling I think is as long as he's out there playing baseball he's fine we don't have to worry about him he's he's good uh and and that's really what he does uh he he was uh matched up against Shane Bieber in a live batting practice uh at bat yesterday that we heard went what 10 11 pitches 10 11 pitches yeah something like that and I, I think Bieber got the best of him on a on a check swing that that Jose didn't think was a check swing and <laughs> And all of us who have been around Jose uh, in the clubhouse, uh, you know, know what the reaction probably is uh, when he when he has to you know go sit down after a check swing strikeout like that. But uh, to hear that Bieber was pretty pumped up afterwards and uh, you know showing a little emotion on the mound—that's uh, what Tito told us. Uh, that that's pretty interesting. You know, Bieber never Bieber never blinks on the mound during a game. So uh, live batting practice is a fun place to see some uh, some interaction. Yeah, that's the best part about uh, 
spring training, Joe. It's not, you know, it's not a life and death. You know, you can have a little fun and you see some of the personalities of the players a little more than, than you see them, you know, during the games on the field during the game. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, everybody's getting their work in, but it's kind of a relaxed atmosphere. Well, speaking of uh, life and death, we, we get, did get a chance to talk to Cam Hill. Uh, and, and really, it was our first chance to talk to Cam Hill since the offseason uh, wrist surgery uh, following a car accident where he fractured his wrist. Uh, he's rehabbing. He's, uh, he's getting uh, an opportunity to sort of, uh, you know, throw a little bit. I think he set out to 90 feet. Uh, but he, it's a setback for him, uh, a young guy who got his first taste of the major leagues last year. And, and there's, you know, real concern there or there was real concern there you know, is, is, is this going to derail his career? But, but Cam's approach was you, you got to play the cards you dealt and, and work your way back. He's already come back from uh, Tommy John surgery once. So uh, you, you'd think that uh, a, a broken wrist isn't something that that's going to slow a kid like that down. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, you know, he, he has such a good attitude, Joe, you know, I mean, it, you can just tell when, as soon as he starts talking about it, he wasn't down in the dumps and, you know, the first, his first concern was about the family, family's vehicle he ran into, you know, and it just shows you, Joe, I mean, a ball players are just like anybody else. I mean, how many times have you had a, you know, reach for something in the passenger seat or had your phone slip onto the, down on the floor and you put your head down to try to grab the phone, you, you look up and you're swerving into, you know, oncoming traffic. And basically that's what happened to, to Hill. I mean, he was reaching for a water jug on the passenger side of the car. He looked up and he ran into some guy's van. And uh, the, the thing that, that got me, you know, he, okay. So he does this, who knows what time it was, maybe, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you know, four or five hours later, he's being wheeled into surgery, you know, and they're operating on his right hand, the hand he makes his living with. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, your life can change in five seconds, you know, when you're behind the wheel. And fortunately, uh, you know, the, the people that Cam hit and, and him and Cam himself are okay. Yeah. Ask Tiger Woods, if your life can change in, uh, in, a, in, in a heartbeat while you're driving a car, huh? I think uh, it's 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 interesting to see uh, Cam's approach. Uh, really, Cam's approach to the whole uh, experience of coming up last year and 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 getting his his debut and getting his first. Uh, I believe he had his first save last year too. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's he's very much you know take things as they come and and a very like you said great approach to his career as a whole, not just each season, not just each game, I think. So uh, that's going to take him, you know, far as long as his, his arm talent gets him back to where he's supposed to be. I think that's, uh, that's the next big thing. Now, now you get all that, you know, big picture stuff out of the way. Now it's get your arm strong, get yourself back to where, you know, you've got the stuff to, to throw and, and get major league hitters out. And maybe at some point this season, he, he comes back up and helps them. Yeah, he's he's a grinder. You can tell, Joe, just by the way he talks, by the way he overcame Tommy John, um, and he's he's been at this for a while. He's not a, like a spring chick. I think he's what 26, 27, maybe twenty six. So he's been around a little bit, and uh, you know this is uh, probably a crossroads injury for him. He's you know he's got to come back, and uh, he you know he, he had some good outings last year, uh, a couple shaky ones, but you know he made it to the big leagues, and uh, hopefully he can get back. Well, we did talk to one spring chicken uh, yesterday, and that was uh, 
the 21 year old Andres Jimenez, the uh, one of the centerpieces of the Francisco Lindor trade uh, coming over from the Mets, a shortstop who had a taste of the majors last year at age 20 and uh, uh, came over with Ahmed Rosario. Uh, the two of them, along with Yu Chang, are battling it out for the starting shortstop position. Uh, we'll see once games get going, uh, sort of where the where Tito and the coaches and, and the organization, you know, feel he slots in. I, my guess is that Ahmed Rosario gets that that first start on the 28th uh, when they play the Reds. But uh, you're going to see plenty of him and and his defense, which is really his calling card at the moment. Yeah, you know, Jimenez is going to be an interesting guy to watch. And, you know, I thought it was interesting when, when we were talking to Antonetti, uh, he was asked about Ahmad Rosario, you know, the shortstop, you know, the other shortstop that came over in the Mets and said, you know, he'll probably start camp at, at shortstop. And then if they feel he can help them in other spots, they'll start moving them around, which I found really interesting. I, I don't know how, how that works. How do you take a career shortstop and all of a sudden, okay, you're going to play center field. You're going to play right field. You're going to play first base. I mean, you make him a super utility guy, you know, usually you got to work at that. So I, I don't, I don't know where that's going, but uh, you know, uh, him and as sound like an interesting kid, wasn't bothered at all by, you know, playing in the uh, shadow of uh, Francisco Lindor or taking, you know, playing the same position that Frankie played for, you know, last six years so um, he's confident and hopefully he can swing the bat because as you as you said Joe I mean he can play defense right and and I I asked him to to evaluate his defense he said uh but you know I don't really like to evaluate my my own defense I, I just I go out there and I, I try to prevent as many runs as possible and you know it, it kind of struck me I'm like yeah that's that's pretty much the whole point go out there and prevent <laughs> as many runs as possible uh with your defense so uh, if he can do that, then he's going to have a spot uh, on this team. If not at the very beginning, then definitely at some point uh, we will see him. Uh, we also uh, got to talk to the Indians' number one overall rated prospect, Nolan Jones. Still hasn't made his major league debut. Uh, last year was a, a really uh, difficult year for him. Uh, I thought it was interesting that, that he said he failed a lot at the alternate site where he spent the entire 2020 season but he's, he, he was able to take a lot of positives away from those failures. And, and now, you know, as, as the first, you know, part of spring training gets, gets going for him, he's going to be playing third base, which is where he's most comfortable right now. Going to move out to the outfield or around the diamond at, at some point. But, but for now, he, he sounds pretty confident that the third base, you know, for him is, is going to get him in the right spot for the beginning of, of uh, games starting next week. Yeah, I really like what he said, uh, Joe, that uh, he's learned, he's finally learned to uh, just uh, concentrate where your feet are. You know, like uh, he was in the alternate camp last year. His mind was racing. Is this going to set him back? You know, am I ever going to get to the big leagues? I've got to do great here to get to the big leagues. And finally, some coaches, the, the words of the coaches finally got through to him. Just, just concentrate on you, where you are today where your feet are today, whether that's in double A or triple A or single A, do the job there. Don't look too far ahead. Don't look too far behind and just, just, just enjoy the moment. And, and if you do that enough, and if you're successful enough, you'll, you'll get to where you want to go. And, you know, that's such a hard lesson for, you know, a high draft pick like uh, Jones, a second round pick, 
and you know you come out of high school and you know you get the big signing bonus everybody thinks you're going to be in the big leagues in two years and it doesn't baseball doesn't work like that no, Lindor no. took the Lindor four years or four and a half years to get to the big leagues and he was just like Jones he was watching the uh, baseball America prospect list where is he who's he who's who's getting to the big leagues before him and that, all that stuff I think kind of works against you sometimes Right. Uh, the, the big lesson, the, the be where your feet are lesson, I kind of got through from the the Indians uh, mental, you know, mental conditioning coaches, the the, the performance coaches that he, he talks to. Uh, he said that that lesson finally popped. Uh, we've heard that before from a guy like a Greg Allen, who's who's said that before, uh, you know, and, and when when he was able to make his debut with with the Indians, just be where your feet are. If he kills it at the alternate site, if he kills it at Lynchburg or Akron, he's gonna advance. They're going to, you know, move him in his time. I found it interesting. He's been doing it for five years, man. To hear it, to hear yeah. him say, you know, five years, that's that is that's a, a difficult thing. I when I was, you know, 21, 22 years old, if I had been doing something for five years and and not gotten to where I wanted to be, I I probably would have been, you know, crawling out of my head too. It it it's it's pretty crazy. So uh, just uh, uh, looking forward to, you know, the time when Nolan Jones is an everyday player for the Indians because he's, he's a great interview. He's a, he's a good kid to sit down and, and talk to. He'll be fun to talk to in a clubhouse, but right now it's just, it's a lot of hurry up and wait for him. And there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot that they like. Uh, do you think he'll make his debut at some point this season? I do, Joe. I, I have, I've got that feeling that, uh, depending where he opens up, and I would think he's going to open up at Columbus, uh, AAA. I, I would think we'd see him at some point. If uh, you know, it depends. You know, I mean, if, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. But if something that would happen to Ramirez, he gets hurt or something, maybe they bring him up. Or you know, do they do they fit him? It does. No, uh, uh, Jones's transition into the outfield. How does that go in Columbus? And maybe they need a bat. You know, so maybe he could come up that way, but, you know, maybe, well, and, and the thing that's working against him, however, is, you know, in September, you only can go to 28 men. Now you right. can't bring, right. bring up half uh, the uh, Columbus roster anymore. So, you know, that could hurt him, but I think he gets a shot here. I think he gets yeah. a sniff. Yeah. That'll depend on if they're contending at the time in September yeah. though, too. So uh, yeah, hearing from Jones, he, he really did make it, make a real effort in that interview to sound like the anti Francisco Mejia. I think, you know, he's, he's willing to do whatever it takes, wherever there's an opportunity to get on right. that major league roster. So, and also, and, you know, I mean, Joe, that this, that's the difference between baseball and, and, and basketball and, and football. I mean, you just don't come out of college or high school and or out college and bang, you're in the NFL, you know, right. the next right. year. I mean, you got to pay your dues in baseball and, and, you know, Jones is paying his dues right now. Right. Well, you, you mentioned the other sports. We also got to talk a little hockey with Nolan Jones. He's a, a big hockey fan. Uh, his brother Peyton uh, with the Colorado avalanche made his debut in the NHL. Uh, and so he got to spend the off season with him. I uh, thought it was interesting to hear some of that. And also the, uh, the Naylor brothers and Cal Quantrill, are also big yeah. hockey fans, so uh, they might be uh, they might be looking for some rink time out there in uh, <laughs> in Phoenix to, to to try and get these guys on skates. Uh, uh, the last thing we want to do is see a hockey injury, but uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing Nolan Jones slap shot for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. 
how would you like to be Nolan Jones's uh, parents when he said they had a concrete basement and <laughs> him and his brother Peyton, all they did was go down down in the basement and play roller hockey and you know bang into each other, take shots at each other. No, <laughs> Peyton was a goalie. Nolan was taking shots. I wonder how much broken furniture was there was down there. Well, an indication is that Nolan said that his parents went and carpeted over that uh, concrete basement floor. Yeah. Uh, since the, the boys have been out of the house. So I, I think there's, there's your, uh, your indication as to how much they, uh, uh, they valued the property there. All right, uh, we've got day eight on tap here from uh, um, Goodyear, Arizona. The Indians are uh, getting closer to Hoinsey's arrival in Phoenix, as well as the uh, start of spring training games, uh, including an inter-squad game on Saturday. We'll look forward to that. Hoinsey. Uh, one more day of, of podcasts and then you're uh, you're on the plane. Yeah, on the plane, Joe, and seeing uh, I'm still a little nervous getting on the plane. I haven't been on. I haven't got your shot. You got your shot. You're yeah, fine. I got the shot. I'm ready. You got man. Your shot. We're uh, double masked. You'll be all right. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right, Joe.